This is the Energizing India podcast. On the show, we very rarely have the same guest visit twice. Today, we talk to a very special person who is coming on the show for the third time. We speak with none other than Basuda Madhvan, CEO and founder of Astara Advisors, an investment banker that helps facilitate investment as well as M&A transactions in the electric vehicle space. Basuda, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Ravan, for having me here for the third time. <laughs> You've absolutely broken record, Vasudha, because the only other company that's come on twice is MG. And uh, now we're going to have to get them back just to keep up with you. Um, Vasudha, your business uh, advises and specializes in advising people in generating funding uh, in the electric vehicles and energy transition sector. You've done some very big deals, uh, including the Ampere deal. You are a well-sought-out advisor in this space by young startups, particularly in South India. Uh, when you were here previously, we talked about the different deals that have been happening. It's been one year since you've been on the show. I'm interested. What's happened from January to September 2023 in the business, in, yeah. the, in, the, in funding of startups in the EV sector? I think we've, we've really grown into the space now where we are sort of the, the whole specialization that we started off with is becoming so much relevant because there is a domain, uh, you know, around this and there is a very interconnected ecosystem in EVs and that's becoming more and more specialized and uh, what we are also on the mission, of course, just as a background, the reason why we I did what I did uh, building this organization for so many years is to get investors that understand it and this requires a unique class of investors to back it and that is important and that is also why uh, you know and I'll answer your question uh, around what has happened that's also the reason why this is happening is that investors have finally started to look at it with more knowledgeable eyes they've started to um, engage with it in the way that it should be engaged with and there, and they've start, sort of started to understand the various parts of this ecosystem and not everything is software and not everything is SaaS, right? And so therefore it needs a different way of, different approach, it needs you to understand that. So as a result, I think we've seen, uh, we, we, when we met, I think it was March or Jan, I don't know when we met last, but we spoke about how the last two years have been. And the last two years have been higher uh, flows of funding than any other year before that. And in fact, collectively all years before that so therefore uh, that trend continues and you know that we are in so-called funding winter in the venture capital ecosystem especially in the u.s but climate i would dare say has beaten the trend right and 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 that's because climate tech or climate including evs is the biggest is the next biggest thing is the biggest thing uh, and it's great that businesses are able to make it is profit with purpose, right? And that is that is where an investor should back that, and they are backing it. Uh, has it been as uh, ha as uh, high velocity as it should be? Probably not, but we'll get there. It has been a relatively slow year in terms of a number of deals, etc. But there have been deals, and that's good. So just to summarize, how Jan to August, we so my team tracks this uh, every month, every day. We track the number of deals we do. Uh, there are deals happening, some which we have advised, some many that we haven't advised, but there are plenty of deals that are even happening inbound. Uh, and so Jan to August of 2023 has seen a total deal volume of about 1.16 million, 
invested Uh, but also in some cases we've taken committed amount so that's the sort of total number uh, the share of oems is about 39% of this number so that's broadly uh, the, the the lay of the land of of vc funding uh, and and some bit of debt as well so this includes debt and, and, and so what's interesting is it's still in some ways the you know the larger end of town when you talk about olas and its oems and yeah. you know, sun mobility almost sat out there like the outlier yeah um what about the younger smaller startups with some very cool ideas um when it comes to bms battery technology yeah uh, maybe electric vehicle drive train technology mm-hmm. um what sort of stuff is happening yeah. in that kind of space you know the ticket sizes you're talking about are 200 yeah, what, yeah, what, yeah. what's happening in the 2 to 10 million dollar yeah. ticket size there are there mm-hmm. i think uh what we've seen is uh, the indian early stage venture ecosystem uh, and there are uh, several of those funds but a few specialized ones that have taken several early bets um uh, you know everybody from mycelio to climate angels to bloom ventures uh, to bearing uh, who have all done uh, these deals so i think uh, there are a number of uh, a decent number of early stage vc investors that have taken those early bets uh, in the last 2 to 3 years so some of those deals have been happening and uh, this year also i uh, as a trend i would say this year saw fewer of those very early stage deals uh, but they did there were some 3 4 5 million uh, kind of deals uh, but uh, we have also interestingly seen a few series b transactions and that that means that truly the the ecosystem is maturing uh, investors believe there is scale so a lot of these deals are done on the basis of potential uh, revenues and potential scale so we they believe that there is going to be scale uh, and also they believe there are founders and businesses that are being built for that scale uh, so that is being backed by equity uh, what at ostara we are very passionate about we truly passionate about is that early stage is great we need a lot of early stage activity we need many more 2 million 3 million 4 million than have then have actually happened but we also need to be ready for the really larger tickets right and which means we need to have the global investors engaged and ready and we tracking this ecosystem so we do a lot of work in evangelizing the space to global investors and that i believe is critical to building the next phase of growth and capital is essential to that and how do we and often these global investors bring in not just capital but strategy but and know how and global connects and global exposure uh, and market exposure so all of that is also going to be very important for our our ecosystem to scale um so the funding winter that you refer to which we are all experiencing in many ways the companies that had their series a um and are now experiencing the funding winter um and are faced with uh, investment 
or investors who didn't quite necessarily know what they were investing in, expecting SaaS revenue or software revenue, unable to put in more money, uh, cash run away starting to look a little bit tight. Um, what's happening to such companies in, in this space in the last six months? Well, uh, it is true that um, if you are not an incumbent and you don't have large piles of cash or uh, internal accrual sources of capital that you can del- deep, you know, just dig into, you are going to be very fundraise dependent. You're going to be very investment dependent. Uh, and that's just uh, how we've seen, I mean, very vibrant ecosystems like in the Valley have grown like that. Great companies have grown uh, like that. So we believe that that will happen. There are There have been very tough phases. Uh, specifically I can say that one of the main sources of of, of this kind of stress for startups more even than the funding winter has been the recent reduction in EV subsidy for two-wheelers and that uh, I think has impacted several businesses that are dependent on two-wheeler growth Uh, there are the big even the big companies have had dip in their sales as a result the the battery suppliers their VMS suppliers their uh, all of the ecosystem, many of whom would be startups, have have also yes. seen a slowdown, including distribution and sales startups that that are sort of working on this. Um, but but do we need those startups? Very much, we do. We need them to survive. We need them to be funded. We need them to grow. Uh, they are building solutions unique to the EV ecosystem, and that's very important. And they need to. But they have gone through, and it is unfortunately likely that some of them will not survive or would have seen very tough times Uh, but i hope and we hope that uh, they can weather through this because i think the coming year should definitely be better and i think sales are already picking up uh, in india and it was a temporary blip Uh, so i think that part i think the the pain should reduce with time one of the things that i scratched my head about is um, the continued um, launches of uh, startups in the two-wheeler EV sector. I would have expected that by now there should be some fatigue. And maybe I'm looking at it from the traditional Indian economy where we've had, you know, three and a half or four and a half of everything. Three and a half uh, airlines, three and a half telecom companies. And, you know, suddenly we went from three and a half two-wheeler companies to 30. And there's still people looking for funding in this space. Uh, do, you, do you think that there's going to be some fatigue if you are not, uh, if you don't have something incredibly unique anymore in this space to be a scooter, motorcycle or a, or a three-wheeler electric vehicles? No, I can speak about each of those. I think in two-wheelers, definitely the scooter market has been overcrowded with a lot of players. We saw players of varying quality from initial players who just brought in kits from China and sold it to those that started to innovate or, or make parts of it themselves to those that uh, that assembled it in India with some Indian contract suppliers, etc. The key thing there is, uh, I mean, in any, any of these vehicle types is that you need to have some control on the tech yourself. You need to have decent, I mean, very high control on your supply chain. Uh, And a lot of the startups don't understand this immediately. They are all about, okay, either let's get a quick brand out into the market or let's get some, uh, you know, let's work on our R&D and our R&D is the best. Either way, uh, you are going to have to face the market realities and those include supply chain and distribution and all of that. So uh, how do you solve for that while keeping tech and product in mind and at the core of your solution is very critical. So I think uh, that part also because India is a vast price sensitive, cost sensitive market, it has in a way uh, 
quality has also of course been important because of battery fires regulation consumers going towards a better quality products that shift i think has happened so there has been a bit of a shake out we do see the clear winners emerging in the in the two wheeler scooter market um and i believe that anybody new to for them to enter they're going to need capital they're going to need significant capital to back them and they need to have figured out supply chain distribution and we will see a few of those names also coming up uh with capital and all these other things uh, maybe old economy maybe new economy um uh, so that is one part the motorcycle part however has remained fairly and we wrote about it last month we wrote about how the motorcycle market is so much more attractive in such a large space but because it presents an engineering challenge r&d challenge there aren't enough players uh, and and this is a very very interesting white space opportunity for india and there are players again emerging uh, in general uh, these guys will probably need strategic capital because to build an oem from scratch is not easy and many of them are completely first time startups uh and that's going to need capital support everything you know that they can get every support that they can get so that is a huge market there's going to be likely investing investments venture and strategic in that space scooters yes i agree that you know you need to have a very good value prop to come in now um in terms of the um, evolution of the of the sector as a whole um we've also seen some for you for want of another word or better word exits Uh, with you know early founders or, or companies that came up with the idea um, have um, have decided to divest um, to larger businesses you know even in the fast charger business we've had one company being acquired by a large european uh, you know competitor and in the other and another large charging company or charger manufacturer uh, being you know divesting a significant equity you know um, proportion to one of the large oems vehicle oems um so it, it does seem like it's heading to where the idea got you to a point and now there's going to be a significant requirement for funding or technology or all sorts of other stamina that is required to stay relevant in the in the market and therefore uh, there's these sorts of investments or divestments uh, that you're seeing take place do you think that will happen right across the value chain where the early founders are now at the point of going okay i'm i think this is better with somebody else so i i see this slightly differently uh, i mean see founders there are a whole range of them the whole ev transition in our country has been led by founders has been led by the startups yes. right so pretty much uh, they they have the they are the ones that have done it uh, i see this as more a demand pull uh, sort of thing for acquisitions than than in the sense that uh, there are companies which are incumbents in various industries whether they are oil and gas or they are automotive or they are components or they so many different industries that get impacted by this transition all of whom are looking for uh, interesting captive r&d interesting captive tech interesting captive solutions right and captive being the operative word right so therefore we have we will continue to see that sort of a focus um can and so almost in every you can say in every major venture funding that happens is likely there is a there is a strategic alternative available right and so how well can you structure that venture funding uh, round to to be able to make sure that the company meets its go- growth goals right uh, so uh, in a way uh, it can be about the founders own fatigue having built it over years and that's a very personal decision to make and that can often i mean and that's probably anecdotal it's less of a trend than it 
think this anecdotal but definitely there's a trend that strategics are interested and they are interested in various forms including acquisitions there many of them are investing as corporate venture funds as lps into other funds that are looking for these uh, startups and so on that i i think is a is a good is a good thing because it creates a breadth of capital available so talking about strategic investments and being likely the the next wave uh, more than vc because the vcs are taking a back seat through this funding winter um what do you what are you prognosing over the next 12 months vasudha in the in in the space of investment and mergers and acquisition in our, in our sector yeah i i actually believe that we will see uh, uh, we will see more growth we hmm. will see more venture capital hmm. we will see more investments uh there will be uh, i think strategics would wait for a little bit of scale if there is capital flowing into the country they will see scale and they will see more proof before they will make those uh, acquisitions but i expect next year to be more much busier much more many more startups to raise a series b c fundings uh, and also for strategics to come in obviously b and um see investment territory that we are in uh, in the next 12 months um are there any tech sectors within the ev and energy transition sector that you're looking at right now that are starting to peak um your appetite so to speak yeah i think uh, i i see last like last year when we looked at the looked at the uh, landscape we saw a lot of oem investments uh, we will see probably hydrogen a little later but definitely for now everybody's working at uh you know uh, batteries uh, for for energy storage and how do we solve for that alternate battery technologies uh things like that so i think that will be uh, a core source of i would say scale up investments innovation still happening in including in hydrogen how do we make it more uh, viable um also in uh, software technologies related to electric vehicles related to how do we assess the battery how do we assess vehicle risk and so on i think these are areas where it can be very much more tech focused also rapid charging quick charging these are areas where we are seeing some early stage investments uh, so i think these will continue to be the trends oems i guess there are some big boys and then there'll be hopefully a few motorcycle and these areas will get some some funding in the year to come so we had an hydrogen expert on the show last week and a very interesting comment he made was hydrogen <laughs> at the moment exists on twitter because everyone's <laughs> making announcements but nobody's really putting money down so it's interesting to hear you say that um, you will see some hydrogen investments over the next 12 months um, a little later i said <laughs> um that's it's always a pleasure to have you on the show thank you for having made the time to come all the way from bangalore to the artemis sorry about my scratchy throat that's all right you must i think it happens when you fly <laughs> a lot but thank you thank you for having made the time thanks ravin thanks guys for having me again <laughs>